Welcome to episode 165 of the X-Files Retrospective Podcast, released through Bureau 42. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. This week we are looking at Season 7, Episode 16, Chimera. Original air date was April 2nd in the year 2000. The IMDb user score is 7.8 out of 10. And the action primarily takes place in Vermont. This is one where Mulder and Scully are actually split up into two cases, and unlike the past when they've started separate, they don't come back and join together. The episode opens at a Martha Stewart-level extreme Easter hunt, with kids looking for Easter eggs. We get a feel for the dynamics between some of the characters in this town. Specifically, Jenny and Martha do not get along. Ellen is trying to sort of bridge the gap and be nice to both of them. And Martha shortly ends up killed by some kind of monster after seeing ravens and broken mirrors and whatnot. From here, we got to Mulder and Scully who are on a stakeout. There appears to be some sort of shapeshifter, someone disappearing. A person of interest in the case of multiple disappearances is never present after a raid at a strip club. Mulder gets called away from the stakeout because Martha Crittenden, the victim, is a direct relationship. She's actually the niece of a pretty prominent judge who has made it clear to Skinner that finding Martha is the number one priority, and Skinner makes that Mulder's number one priority. So with the two split up, we get a very Mulder-centric episode for reasons we'll get into later. But while Mulder's investigating, the local sheriff, who's actually the husband of Ellen, doesn't put a lot of stock in Mulder's theories about the broken mirrors and the reflections and the mystical significance of ravens and whatnot. And Mulder is pretty sure that, you know, Jenny is lying about her alibi on the night that Martha passed away. In the course of the investigation, it's learned that. Martha was having an affair, and so was Jenny, ultimately learning that they were both having affairs with the sheriff. And it's actually his wife, Ellen, that is the killer, although she doesn't even realize it. It's a very extreme split personality where she actually becomes the monster. Meanwhile, Scully solves her case, which turns out to have no supernatural or paranormal elements whatsoever. There is a male preacher who is trying to save the souls of these women, and he dresses as one of them to gain their trust. All of the missing women were safe and sound in the compound that he had, and they were also voluntary guests. He was leading them out of the life they had and towards, you know, a life of Christianity and whatnot. The episode is directed by Cliff Bull. We've discussed his work before because this is his third of four episodes of The X-Files to direct. Previously directed Small Potatoes in Bad Blood. And he will return again to direct Jump the Shark in a few years' time. The episode was written by David Amman. This is his fourth of seven X-Files scripts. Previously wrote Terms of Endearment, Aguamala, and Rush. And he really is lampooning suburbia, and expectations and pretenses versus reality all the way through. 
The guest cast includes Michelle Joyner. She plays Ellen Adderley. She is also known for her work in Cliffhanger, Outbreak, and Quantum Leap. She's got 48 credits to her name and is still working today. Her career, as far as the MDB is concerned, began in 1985 with Search for Tomorrow. Jenny is played by Gina Mastrogiacomo, also known for Goodfellas, Naked Gun 2.5, and and Jungle Fever. This was actually her last credit before she passed away at age 39 due to a rare bacteriological infection around her heart. So this is her final of 17 credits. F. William Parker plays Dr. Blackenship. As with the rest of the guest cast here, this is his only X-Files credit, although he does have 136 credits to his name, most recently in 2018. He is also known for Lost Highway, Revenge of the Nerds, He Said, She Said, and Sydney. John Meese plays Sheriff Adderley. He's got 68 credits to his name and is also still working. He is also known for Law and Order, Call of Duty 3, From the Earth to the Moon, and King of Herrings. At least that's it as far as the IMDb is concerned. He also played Dr. Billy Peel in American Gothic, the TV series from 1996, which I highly recommend if you haven't already checked it out. Now, Wendy Shaw plays Martha Crittenden. This is one of 66 credits for her. She is still working and is the voice of Francine Smith on American Dad. She is also known for Inner Space, The Burbs, Battery Not Included, and Small Soldiers. Charles Hoyes plays her husband. He's also known for Field of Dreams, Space Jam, Southpaw, and Jag, 64 credits to his name. And Ashley Edner played their daughter. She was very young at the time, about 10. Since then, she's continued to work and is still working today, including roles in the most recent Hellboy and Star Trek Beyond. She is best known for her role as Natalia in Star Trek Beyond, the young Britney Spears in Britney Spears Live from Las Vegas, couple guest roles on Listen Up, and she was Bethany in House of Sand and Fog in 2003. So all in all, it's an entertaining episode. Of course, drawing from Chimera, which in reality are living things that span two different sort of biological regimes. So there is definitely a theme of duplicity with what the reality is and what people perceive all the way through, including in the case that Skelly ends up solving. Everything is about how outward appearances don't match what's going on inside. Now, as far as the science is concerned, yeah, sure, multiple personality disorder is very rare and not well represented in media, but it's actually a thing. In terms of turning that into a monster, obviously not. Same with you know, mirrors breaking as something is trying to get out. It would be as Actually, Sheriff Adderley thought it was just Ellen breaking the mirrors herself in her sort of psychoses because she didn't like what she saw. Now, as I said, we would get back to why Scully was in this so little. And that's basically because she had other things to be doing this week. So all of her scenes could have easily been filmed 
in the first day of shooting. It's one set, it's three or four scenes, a couple of phone conversations, they just move some props around. She can easily do it all in a day. And then the rest of the time focuses on David Duchovny giving her time to prepare. Because when we come back in two weeks' time, we'll be discussing All Things, which was both written and directed by Gillian Anderson. So, come join us for that in two weeks' time, and thank you for listening.